Hello and welcome to week four of our series on spiritual warfare. This week we're going to be looking at overcoming the flesh or the war against the flesh. And I would encourage you, if you have not already, to listen to the previous weeks so that you have the full series and the material from previous weeks, I think will help you understand some of what we will be looking at uh, in this week's series as we consider how do we overcome the flesh. One of the things that I think we need to understand is the concept of original sin. I think there's some confusion over this and we're going to look at that. What is original sin? How does it affect us? And what do we mean by that? But as we do that, let's first ask the question, what do we mean when we refer to the flesh? Well, I have a couple passages we'll look at very briefly to help us understand that. The first one is 1 John in chapter 2, starting in verse 15. He writes, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. In Ephesians 2, beginning with verse 1, we read, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which... You used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. In both these passages, we hear about the world, but also about the flesh. In the previous week's series you learned about the world and fighting the world and how the world affects us and in this case though we also hear about the flesh and so our understanding is really that the, the flesh is the representation of our hearts the world is that which is out around us the flesh is that which is internal and we see that the devil deceives us and is at work in the world. Our desires are disordered because of our nature, our flesh. And so let's look at what that, that natural state is. Again, flesh is the representation of our hearts, and the battle in spiritual warfare is for control of your heart. Who will be master of your heart? Will it be Christ or will it be Satan? And so now we look at this concept of original sin. There's often confusion that people misunderstand original sin to be Adam's sin. It is related to that, but original sin is that sinful nature that we inherit that is a part of us. Uh, to put it very simply, it is the innate sinful depravity of our hearts. We are born with a corrupt nature inherited from Adam. It's not something we develop, but rather it's something we inherit. David 
pointed this out in his uh, Psalm of Confession, Psalm 51. says, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And in Romans 3, beginning in verse 10, we read that there is no one righteous, not even one, that all have sinned, all have turned away, and together become worthless. And finally, in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Adam served as our representative, and when he sinned, we all end up inheriting that sinful nature that comes to us through conception. And when we are born, we are born as sinful creatures with that sinful nature. In 1 Corinthians 15, it says, For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. We have all died in Adam again as our head. Jonathan Edwards, who was a great American theologian, in fact, some would say probably the greatest theologian in our country, uh, lived in the uh, 1700s and wrote a treatise on original sin. He gave both a biblical basis for understanding original sin, but then also looked at it just using anecdotal evidence. Jonathan Edwards said, if you want proof of inherited sinful nature, look at babies. For those of you who have had children, when did you teach your children to be self-centered? Or, when did you have to teach them how to sin? No, just the opposite. Right? We have to teach our children to turn away from sin. They inherit that sinful nature that they are self-centered and will tend towards sin as part of that nature of original sin. He also said that if people were sinners and it was just random and not that natural depravity that we talked about, then there'd be as many righteous people as there are sinners. And if mankind was improving through whatever means, whether it's spiritually, evolution, whatever it may be, we should see a trend toward improvement. But men continue to invent ways of doing evil. There is no improvement to observe in mankind in moving away from this sinful nature. We also have to understand that original sin, that sinful nature, is never removed. We understand that we are made as new creatures uh, when we come to faith in Christ, but that sinful nature stays with us. And that is what leads to this lifelong spiritual warfare within our flesh. Paul mentioned this in Romans chapter 7, where he points out the challenges of spiritual warfare. He wrote, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. 
For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being... I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? So Paul, the great apostle who wrote so much of the, the New Testament, struggled with spiritual warfare, and we do as well. That the nature we have always is moving to cause us to do what we don't want to do. We want to please God, and our sinful nature moves us in the other direction. And hence we are in this lifelong battle of spiritual warfare against the flesh. But there is hope. This lifelong battle may be discouraging. But there really is hope. Going back to Romans again, uh, we looked at Romans 3.23, which says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And 24, the following verse goes on and says, And are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. So, although we are all guilty, we have this sinful nature. We are justified by the free grace of God as the gift, the redemptive work of Christ. And it, the passage says God put Christ forward as a propitiation, the payment through his blood to cover the guilt of our sins that we then receive that by faith. In Galatians 5, 16 to 25, Paul wrote, he says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you, do, you are not to do whatever you want. So again, we see Paul writing of this spiritual battle. We, these are in conflict. But, he goes on in verse 18, If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. And now he's going to spell those out for us here in verses 19 and 20. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then he goes on in the next verse, verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions, and desires. 
Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So Paul here is telling us that there is this significant difference. We have the acts of the flesh, the life lived according to the flesh, that sinful nature, in contrast with the life lived according to the Spirit. And he says, having been born in the Spirit now, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So we should pursue those things which are the fruit of the Spirit that he has just described. He also addresses this at the end of his passage we looked at from Romans chapter 7, where he ends and, and says, Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? He goes on in verse 25, and then continuing into chapter 8, he says, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God alone has done what, what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. And so we see that there is hope. Paul has described our condition as we looked at it in Ephesians and Romans and Galatians. But then he points out that we have this hope, that there is no longer any condemnation. And so we are, as he ends this passage in uh, chapter 8, uh, verse 4 of Romans, so we are not walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And so with that, we will look in the next segment at how we put to death the sins that come out of our sinful nature and where we are waging war against the flesh. 